0: Welcome to the Dr. Dad's Podcast, where a naturopath and chiropractor come together each week to share lifestyle, medicine, health advice, and inspiring interviews with some of the top experts in health and wellness, bringing you the latest in nutrition, exercise, ancient healing, toxins and detox, your microbiome, mindset, hormones, brain, and much more. Stay tuned. We're going to teach you how to experience growth daily.
1: What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Dr. Dad's Podcast. I'm here with my brother, Dr. David Wardy. How are you doing down there, brother? I'm great, man. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. Our, our, we're in the middle of our, the, the pandemic, uh, and less so now because we've just opened up our, our business. And Congrats, been, by the way. Thank you. I know Texas was ahead of us here in British Columbia, but uh, we're in interesting times, and, and we're going to have an amazing guest on today, which I'm looking forward to uh, introducing you guys to in just a sec, but um, some of the, the discussions that uh, we're going to be talking about are so relevant for the times that we're in, and when the storm comes in our life, and how are we going to face some of those traumas, So, and it's been different for us all, wouldn't you agree, David?
0: Oh, yeah, man. I mean, we talked about this briefly the last couple of weeks, the dynamics that everybody are having to deal with, either at work or at home. Everything is shifting so fast right now. So if you don't have your bearings or a grip on some of these things, whether it be your, your home life or your business life, then I'm sure people are really feeling it right now. Yeah,
1: Absolutely. So and without further ado, let's let's interview our let's interview and invite our guest into the show. His name is Mark Tim and he is the author of Mentor to Millions, and I know he's gonna be one of our mentors after this discussion. So Mark Tim has been a serial entrepreneur and exponential thinking practitioner for nearly three decades. He has started more than a dozen companies, several of which have multiplied and sold. Uh, Mark's greatest values come from being a master collaborator who brings people together to accomplish far more than anyone imagined. I love that. Uh, his strategic, strategic vision enables him to see future possibilities and strategically position assets and systems to take full advantage of what's next. Today, Mark believes his most important role as CEO of the most valuable business in the world. And guess what people, this isn't his actual business, it's his family of six young adults with his wife, and what a breath of fresh air to hear that kind of information. Uh, his own experience of dealing with entrepreneurial challenges fueled his passion for helping people balance the demands of family life and business. Mark, Tim, thank you so much for being on the show with us today.
2: Hey, thank you for having me. You know, the not only was that an awesome introduction, my mom must have wrote that introduction, but <laughs> I can tell you that I am here today as the kind of senior member of this leadership team that we have assembled here because Dr. Nick, Dr. David, I mean, dudes, like my kids are young adults now. You guys have young kids and I admire that. I'm so inspired by the fact that everybody listening here is on the journey that I've been on for three decades and I can't wait to share everything I've learned and quite frankly, I've got it wrong way longer than I've got it right so that's how you know when you've got it right is when you've got it wrong for a long time and I want everybody to get it right and learn from my mistakes
1: yeah well and you know just reading your bio and understanding a little bit more about you um you grew up I mean you didn't grow up but your kids grew up in an environment with you know if we're picking apart your family you've got six kids and so you you know you had to get it right (laughs) you know what I mean like I've got two kids. (laughs) So in all fairness,
2: I mean, I want everybody listening here to know this. And that is that, you know, I I thought that the most valuable business in the world was the one I was working on, the one I was, quote, winning at as an entrepreneur, the one that I got up every day and convinced myself that I was doing the right thing because I was providing for my family. And so therefore... I was completely comfortable with the fact that I had confidence and clarity at work and I had chaos and confusion at home. And I'm here to tell you that ain't the way it's supposed to be. You are supposed to, you were born into this world. If you are a mom, a dad, a father, a mother, hear me clearly. You were put on this world to win at home more than you were to win at work. And I'm so thankful that I got it right soon enough because my kids are benefiting from me getting it right, but I also know what it's like to get it wrong, and that's to convince yourself that you are working so that you can provide, and that's not what we're here for. We are working so that we can learn and that we can inspire, that we can evolve so that we can crush it at home regardless if we're crushing it at work. That's what I got right. And I got it right just in time. My kids were, my oldest kids were teenagers. Okay. Your kids are like not even close to that, which I'm psyched for. Okay. I'm, I'm, I'm so glad that your kids are younger because my kids were teenage, well, some of my kids were teenagers when they, when I figured this out and I figured it out just in time so that they could be the young adults they were put on this earth to be with me as their mentor and their coach, whereas I was their provider for a decade. And being a provider is not good enough. That doesn't cut it. That's like eating fast food. That's like eating fast food because you need nourishment. That's not good enough. That's not enough of what we need as human beings. We need good stuff. We need the right stuff. As a parent, that's not good enough. Okay, that's like parenting the fast food way. You got to parent the real way, which is to dig deep wells of relationship and mentorship and coaching of your kids so that when they're young adults, they say, I choose you to lead me in life, not somebody else
1: mark that that dialogue is so refreshing because it's the exact opposite of what i i mean Going to be totally honest with you what i think of when i when i get out to the day and feel productive i i don't think about i crush it at home you know i have these conversations with my wife about you know i think we handle that conversation pretty well we could have maybe done this a little bit different but you're turning this entire paradigm of being an entrepreneur on its head and i love that you're bringing up this dialogue so what was that turning point for you? Like when, when like you said there, you got it in All time, right. but what was the turning point? Okay, so
2: I, I almost have to laugh because like every hair on my body is standing on end with you asking me that question because I'm, I'm right now, I'm there. Like I'm, I'm sitting there. I literally am sitting at the end of my driveway. And at the end of my driveway, my driveway is a third of a mile long, and I'm sitting there, and I, I pull into my driveway and there's a hill in front of my driveway and I stop. Now I stop because you can't see my home beyond that hill. So I'm sitting there at the end of my driveway and I'm not going home. Now the reason for an entrepreneur not to go home is because he lost everything, he filed for bankruptcy, He can't pay his bills. Those are all reasons not to go home. But the reason I'm not going home today is because I just had one of the most extraordinary days of an entrepreneurial life. I crushed it. I made 99 out of 100 decisions right. I made the biggest sale of my life. And I'm sitting at the end of my driveway because I knew that the feeling I was experiencing was all going to end the moment I pulled into my home. That the, the, the whole idea of confidence and clarity that I had, that I made confident and clear decisions on my entrepreneurial life, that the second I walked into my home was gonna be filled with chaos and confusion. And I knew sitting at the end of that driveway that I had everything upside down. I knew I was put on this earth, not to provide, but to lead. And I knew that I was doing it all wrong. And I knew that I had to make a change. And it was that day, that driveway moment, that I understood that everything I knew to be true as an entrepreneur was completely upside down. And It was that day that I literally sped home When I figured this out, the fastest I've ever gone up my driveway, I ran in my home. I grabbed my wife. I took her in the bedroom. I'm confident she knew I had plans way different than I did. (laughs) (laughs) And I looked her in the eyes and said, Please trust me. And thank God she looked me in the eyes and said, I trust you. And I said, I want to incorporate our family. And at that moment, she didn't even know what incorporate meant. Like, she didn't have a clue what I was talking about. But what I meant was, I wanted to legally, unequivocally incorporate my family. I wanted my family to be the most valuable business on the planet. I wanted my family to be the most valuable business that I came home to not the business I was going to. And I believe that I had to treat my family that way as that business in order for me to have the confidence and clarity. So I legally incorporated my family. You can go on the Indiana register and you can look up 2B Tim's LLC. We are a legal entity. My youngest child of six has the same ownership that I have that my wife has and we started having shareholder meetings, and we started talking about bottom line, enterprise value, marketing, impact. We, we created a family vision, a family mission. We created a family logo. And for years, on every Sunday night, we met as a family, not as a family, but as shareholders of the most valuable business in the world. And I'm here to tell you that it changed everything it changed that was an experiment six years ago and that experiment is now yielded in young adults that are in the army in the Air Force that are that got full ride scholarships in colleges that that experiment is now fully developed into the evolution of what I dreamed and visioned at the end of that driveway. And it is a reality today. And it's a reality that every one of your listeners can have if they're willing to make their family the most valuable business that they will ever own, ever operate, ever own, ever manage, ever even be a part of, instead of the one they go to every day, it's the one they
1: come home to every day. Boom. My mind is blown. That is amazing. And I can't help but think, like, all of us inside when we hear you share that message we're all thinking well of course that's the most important thing but we're not living from that place at all i'm i'm curious how did your how old was your youngest when you when you came in with this information and then how did how did they receive like what what happened to dad (laughs) like how did they receive this information So, uh, so the first thing the first thing so the concept
2: is this simple it's this simple what if you already knew everything you need to know to crush it at home instead of get crushed at home what if everything you've been doing for the last decade was so that you could be the dad the mom the father the the husband the wife the mother that you were put on this earth to be what if you didn't have to learn anything else you just had to apply it at home And that's my concept. My concept is, is that if you're good at anything in life, you can be exceptional at that at home. So in my world, I can't be the entrepreneur that I'm supposed to be unless I meet with my team, unless I have very on purpose meetings with my team. I can't be that entrepreneur. I can't be that business owner. So that's the first thing I started doing was I started meeting with my family on purpose. And by the way, most families I've ever met have never had a meeting on purpose. Like I'm not talking about the hallway meeting of what are we doing tomorrow? Well, what are you doing tomorrow? I'm not talking about the dinner meeting of what are you doing tomorrow? What are you doing tomorrow? I'm talking about a very simple agenda of who are we as a family, why were we put together as a family, and what are we going to accomplish as a family? And then every single week we revisit that in a very intentional way. That's what we do in business, and that's what I started doing at home. So it wasn't like I had this radical you know, kind of implementation. I just started doing everything I was doing at work, but I started doing it at home. That's all I did differently. I was good at meetings. I started becoming good at home. Now, I'm here to tell you, my youngest child was nine, okay, my oldest child was 16, i am here to tell you listen to me listeners i had children that had never done homework in their life and when i scheduled a family meeting they suddenly had homework Mm. like how could i possibly ask them to attend a family meeting when they have homework i mean they they hated this idea (laughs) they despised this idea so we had to really get creative. And we are not a family of sweets. We do not believe in a lot of sugar in our environment. I, my, my oldest child was born diagnosed with Asperger's syndrome. He had a lot of tics. He had a lot of challenges. We had to put him in private school. And so we cut sugar out of his life completely. And it made a radical difference in his life. So we didn't have a lot of sugar in our life. So we decided that if you wanted sugar you had to show up to a family meeting. That's how, I mean, this was like, this was like gold was here, okay, sugar was here. Like, like sugar to our kids was like 10 times gold. And so, if you wanted sugar, you had to be at the family meeting. So, for all of you listening out there that have cut out sugar, I understand that. I'm there with you, but family meetings were more valuable than sugar. And so we started doing smorgasbords, which was, uh, if you've ever had s'mores, I I hope you guys are old enough to have had s'mores in your life. That's where you take two graham crackers and you shove them in between marshmallows, chocolate, and anything else you can come up with. And it's crazy good. So we would put this smorgasbord out of s'mores. And we would have a family meeting, and then we would have the smorgasbord. And sometimes we would have ice cream. And without like maybe five or six family meetings in, our kids started being like, "Hey, let me have the next family meeting." Hey, (laughs) this is great family meeting (laughs) because they wanted the smorgasbord and they wanted the ice cream, and so we did make it fun. But it was worth it. Like it was worth it in the end because we got them to attend. And the coolest thing of all is that. Usually our family was dominated by the kids that were the most outspoken or the most outward. But in a family meeting, everybody had a voice. Everybody had a purpose. Everybody had an equal vote, by the way. That was super important. And so they looked forward to the family meeting because at the family meeting, everybody got to contribute. And without a doubt, it didn't take very long to where everybody looked forward to the family meeting and we didn't have to bribe them anymore. But if you're out there and you're saying there's no freaking chance that my family would have a family meeting, bribe them. Give them something they don't normally have. Do whatever you take because sitting down with your family and saying, why are we here? Why was our family put on this earth? And what are we going to accomplish as a family is the most valuable thing you could ever do as a mom or dad. Bar none.
0: I so I'm curious real quick. I mean, you got my head spinning in a million directions, but since I have you on this talking point, so you, you implemented this stuff, you started coming home, you, completely different paradigm of how you're approaching things. Your family starts to see this a little bit. So what did you see right away once you started making these changes? Like what did you see in your children? What was the dynamic changes like amongst everybody? Because I'm, I'm imagining right now, man, like the energy completely changed in your household probably within just a few weeks. Yeah.
2: So it, it completely changed. Now I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go ahead and go to the next level here and tell you that my family is the modern day Brady Bunch. So I lost my love of my life. My, the person I thought I would die with to an alcohol addiction. Mm -hmm. And I was a single dad for a number of years and I, I met my wife, Ann, and she had three kids and I had three kids. and So we have three boys and three girls. Mm -hmm. And if you really want to know what happens, it's this, we did this consistently for about a year. And then her three kids, who had a different last name as mine, called a family intervention and said, "We have a fundamental problem with what's going on, because our last name is Williams, and our family business is 2B Tims. And we need to fix that right now." Wow. Wow! And so we went to the courthouse and we changed their names from Williams to Tim's because as far as they were concerned, they already owned their share of 2V Tim's and it needed to be formal. And I would have never asked these three young people to change their name. I would have never asked them or assumed that they would want to change their name. But when they realized that it wasn't his or hers, but it was ours life changed as we knew it as a family and it was the common denominators that we could all get behind that we get all support it didn't matter where they came from it didn't matter where i came from it didn't matter where my kids or her kids what mattered was we were going to make an impact in the world and we were going to do that as tim's and it was time to be tim's and If you're listening out there, if you're a blended family and you're struggling like we were because it's freaking hard and you're trying to figure it out, maybe find something that is an equalizer like we did, which was a family business that didn't matter if it was his or hers. What matters is if you were in or out. And our family made the decision to be in. And because of that, we are all winning And our friends, our family, our relationships are winning. I have relationships with my kids that were not born to me that I couldn't have even dreamed of. Like I wouldn't have even allowed myself to write on a piece of paper five, six years ago. Like the relationship I have with my kids is so deep because they chose me to be their father because they chose me to be their mentor because they chose me to be their coach. I know you had a guest on recently that talked about teenagers. I'm here to tell you, I have successfully raised six teenagers and I'm going to tell you that their job is to be excruciatingly hard. <laughs> and your job is to freaking pass that test. And if you, if you pass it, so, so here's how it works. You've got young kids, right? So you remember what it was like when that child reached up and grabbed your hand for the first time? Like you probably cried. Like even as a dude, you cried. Like it was emotionally impactful. But then somewhere along the line, they let go of your hand and thought it was not cool. So you ask yourself, are they ever going to grab my hand again and hold my hand? And you're like, I don't know. Like, they're teenagers, like the last thing they want to do is touch my hand. They don't even want me in the same room as me, right? And so what happens is, is that there comes a point in time as a teenager where they reach up and grab your hand a second time. The significance of that is a hundred times more than the significance of when it happened when they were two years old. Because when they are two years old, they knew that you had to care for them. Like you were it, you were Superman, you were Wonder Woman, you were their whole world. But when they choose to grab your hand at 17, 18, 19 years old, the significance is so unbelievable because when they grab your hand the second time, it's for the rest of their life. You get to be their dad or their mom forever when they choose you the second time. But if they don't choose you the second time, they're gonna choose somebody else. They're gonna choose a boyfriend, a girlfriend, a mom, a dad, or somebody else, a coach or somebody else. But they're gonna choose somebody to say, I choose you to be my mentor, to be the young adult I was put on this earth to be. And if you want them to choose you, I mean, seriously, who in this earth doesn't want them to choose you? And if they choose you, you get to be that for the rest of your life, not the rest of their life, because quite frankly, I hope they outlive you, but you get to be that for the rest of their life. So the significance of that second time of grabbing your hand is so significant, but it only happens if you've dug deep into their relationship, if you have invested into who they are. If you've spent the hard walk of life with them, then they will choose you. The test of life is to raise a teenager.
1: It's their job to test you. It's your job to pass that test. Hmm. My, my mind is going, okay, well, how do you do that? <laughs> I'll, I'll tell you how you do that. I want to tell you what, the, the
2: biggest mistake that parents make Is they think they can do that on their schedule you know when you do that you do that when you are dog tired when you are dead beat when you just want to sleep and you have one head on the pillow and one arm in your bed and one leg over the edge and your teenager walks in and says hey hey uh i have a question And most parents will say, let's talk about it in the morning. And guess what? There's not a teenager in the world that will follow through on that conversation. You got to get your sad butt, tired butt, exhausted butt out of bed at that moment. And you got to spend the next four hours investing in their life. If it means you got to stay up till three o'clock in the morning when they're ready to talk, you fricking do it. It doesn't mean that they live on your schedule when they're teenagers, you invest in them when they're ready to spend time with you. And the other thing you do, which I did, the smartest thing I ever did was I started taking my teenagers with me on everything I did. Every trip I went on, I took them. Every place I went, I took them. I went to their principal and said, look, here's the deal. You either let my kid travel with me or I'll take them out of your school and I'll homeschool. I want them to graduate at your school. You want them to graduate at your school. We're on the same page, but I need them with me because they need to experience the world with me. I wish I could tell you that I was the same dad at home that I am at an airport or a hotel or at a conference. I'm not the relationship I built with my kids in an airplane seat, in a hotel seat, or in a hotel bed, in a whatever, I built those relationships with those kids with me, not me forcing them on them. And so you want to be that parent that gets chosen by your kids, bring your kids with you, take them with you. And be bold enough to be where they're at, when they're at, doing what they're at, when they want to be that. We make the mistake of saying when our kids get old enough, you see, when our kids are younger, they know that we have no choice. When they get to be teenagers, when they get to be puberty, you know why they're so tough? It's because they realize that we had no choice when they were young but to care for them. Like, the law would have come and taken them away from us if we didn't care for them. Like... The, the, the police would have arrested us, but they realize when they're teenagers that we have a choice. And so they choose to be sometimes the most ugly, unbelievable human beings on the face of the earth because they want to know, will we choose them when they're not little and cute? Will we choose them when they're at their worst or when they're at their best? You choose them when they're at their worst, they'll choose you when you're at your worst. And that's a fact.
1: I love that. You know, you said something earlier that, that really stayed with me as well, and, that's, and that kind of goes back to your first story when, when you decided that um, you were no longer just gonna provide for your family, but step into a role of leadership. Can you, can you kind of break that down a little bit more? Because I, I think that that ties into what you're sharing right now, and, and I think it's a really important concept and shift in, in the mindset uh, that we all need to adopt. So, yeah, if you can break that down a little bit, that'd be fantastic.
2: Well, Dr. Nick, there's no, there's no question why you and, and David do what you do because that, that is the question, right? Because here's the deal. Your family is being led. If you're listening here today, I'm here to tell you, your family is being led. The only question I have for you is, are you leading it? Is Netflix leading your family? Is CNN leading your family? Is is TikTok leading your family? Is Twitter leading your family? Is social media leading your family? I'm here to tell you, your family right now is being led. The only question that you really need to answer is are you leading your family because that's what matters and that's the whole point that i'm talking about my family was being led it wasn't like my family wasn't being led it just meant i wasn't leading my family right Mm -hmm. i wasn't the leader of my family the only decision i made in that driveway that day was i'm going to lead my family i'm going to be the leader of my family I'm not letting someone else leave my family. I'm not letting TV leave my family. I'm not letting social media leave my family. I'm going to leave my family. And my family needed my leadership. They were suffering because of my lack of leadership. I was a leader to all of my businesses. I was a leader to all of the people who benefited from my businesses. I was not that leader at home. And so that's the only shift that was made. It wasn't that I wasn't a leader. It's just I wasn't leading the most valuable business in the world. I wasn't leading my family. So when I flipped everything on its head, I said to myself, what if everything I'd ever learned in business, everything I'd ever learned as an entrepreneur was actually not so that I could provide for my family, but so that I could lead my family. What if every mastermind I went to was so that I could get 10 pages of leadership for my family and two pages for my business? What if every conference I went to was so that I could lead my family, not my business? What if every business interaction was so that I could be a stronger leader for my family and not my business? That was the shift. The shift was I was put on this earth to be an entrepreneur so that I could learn to be the leader I was put on this earth to be at home, not the reverse, which was, I'm supposed to lead and work and entrepreneur so that I could somehow survive being a father and a husband. And trust me, survival was at my best until I figured out that driveway moment. And I'm here to tell you that most people are right where I was at. They thrive in one universe and survive in another universe. And that's not what we're supposed to do.
1: Love it. Go
0: ahead, David. You know, I'm thinking, you know, as you're telling your story, brother, and I'm thinking all these nuances and my my personal experience with my journey from a kid with my dad and my parents growing up, and then I'm just thinking of, you know, all these other people that they see this ripple effect of how they handle their children early in life and how it plays out when these kids become adults. And I'm sure a lot of them are looking back thinking, well, what could I have done differently And it's so crazy because you simplified it so easily in the way that you describe it. And, And like Nick's saying, it's just a paradigm. You know, me and Nick are constantly talking about health and having the correct paradigm heading into your health because if you don't have that, you're already upside down. And literally, this is no different, man. I mean, you've literally given a framework of look and reframe it like this. And then it all makes sense with the way you're putting it. But... Until you actually brought it up, man, I've never even seen it or thought of it this way. I mean, I've I've looked at little things like, yeah, you run your home like a business, like I'll mess with my wife because sometimes something doesn't get done. She's like, well, why didn't you do that? I was like, that's not my job. That, that's your part of the business, right? Like you always handle that part of that. But what you're speaking to has literally helped just me and I'm sure many of the listeners just listening of you just need to frame it this way. And if you do that, your world's going to completely change. And you already have changed that for me, man. I'm listening to you and I'm like, that makes complete sense. That's what we all want. That's the end result. Everybody wants, you know, but how do we get there? And it's just being in that right mindset. So it's so powerful, man, because it's a message that like everybody needs to hear. Because like you're saying, everybody's upside down. It's, it's work. And then they come home, you know, and and not to pick on my dad because I've struggled with this. And, but when he used to come home, it's like he couldn't leave work at home. And now that you're talking to it in this, this particular manner, I'm thinking, well, maybe it's not because he couldn't leave work at home. He lost control when he stepped into the house. And so now I have a little bit more understanding. He was no
2: longer, David, he was no longer the leader. He was the leader in work and not at home. And I want everybody to hear this very clearly. I can only speak to you, Dr. David, Dr. Nick, because I got it wrong for a lot longer than I got it right. I want everybody to hear that. I do not want them to hear that I've got the answer and I had the answer from the beginning. I only know what I know because I know what it feels like to get it freaking wrong, to do it wrong, to to have it all upside down. The only way I figured it out is because I know what it's like to do it right now instead of wrong. And the biggest thing I want everybody to hear is this, that day in my driveway, here I am six years later, guess what? I have the same wife. I have the same six kids the only thing that changed was in between my ears that's it i have the same home i have the same property i have the same everything we think sometimes as as moms and dads and families if we move somewhere or if our 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 economic situation changed or if our you know heck if our spouse changed or our husband changed or our wife changed or Whatever changed, I'm here to tell you the only thing that changed that day was in between my own ears. Now, I will tell you that I had a wife that went along with me. I'm also here to tell you I don't think my wife even understood what I was saying that day. I I honestly don't believe she understood 90% of what I was saying, but what she saw was clarity. What she saw was confidence. What she saw was conviction, and that was enough. That was enough for her to say, I'm in, man. Whatever you're preaching, whatever you're putting down, I'm picking up because I ain't seen this kind of confidence, clarity, and conviction for a while, and I want some of it. And so she went along with me, and I appreciate that she went along with me. I appreciate that she was my partner in crime in this caper because I needed a partner in crime. But it's not because we moved. It's not because I changed spouses. It's not because I changed kids. It's not because I changed jobs. It's because I changed my thinking. I changed my mentality that my family was going to be my most valuable business. That my home was going to be my most valuable property. And that everything else I did was so that those things could be true. And it's because of that that my family is winning, not because of anything else.
1: I love what you're saying because part of what we all face in life is, is we we take a look at symptoms. We, we see where things are not going well or... or... You know, I'm not hearing in your story, uh, unless there, there were pieces, I'm not hearing your story that things were showing up as massive issues. It's just, it sounds to me like you, you had this awareness, you, your prevention mindset, you, you thought where else could things be improving? You know, we, we often talk about the, the most optimal situation for healing is to create the most optimal, optimal environment and remove all these obstacles that are preventing us from getting to where we need to be. And it's kind of like something inside you stirred to the point where you, you were able to see that that you had this uh, this disconnect of, of not being able to share your successes when you came home that day, and and you saw that as an obstacle and, and a massive one that that allowed you to shift completely. So my my question to you is that people don't often have that reflective capacity to 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 even acknowledge prevention or to to see obstacles uh you i mean obviously there's something within you that that allowed you to to put those pieces together so when there's a storm going on in someone's life there's chaos there's disruption it's in our nature to to want to change things so how how do you help people when they're they when they're in that situation and maybe they don't yet have that awareness to to look a little bit at yeah. those obstacles mm-hmm. That's that's a
2: fantastic question and one that I, so just because I I want, I would be not being prudent to, to speak to this. And that is, uh, you know, I I got invited to be a guest on your show because, uh, I just finished writing a book called mentor to millions and it's a chronicle of five years of my life. It actually chronicles the five years that we're talking about here and I chose a mentor named Kevin Harrington. He was the original shark from Shark Tank. So I'm like awestruck. My kids are all into Shark Tank. They're of the age. They're like watching Shark Tank. We're watching this guy. And then I get the chance to meet him and and have him become my mentor. So they're starstruck. I'm like cool for just like a momentary place in their life. And all of a sudden, it's like I meet this guy. And I'm like, man, I want this guy to be my mentor. Like I haven't achieved the kind of business success that he's achieved so I asked him to be my mentor. We embark in this relationship. And the book, Mentor to Millions chronicles that whole relationship and that whole journey. But the interesting thing is, is that on that journey, you know, it's kind of like the poo that you have behind you there. I, I love Pooh, and I read poo to my, my child, Marcus, who's my oldest, and his whole room was themed poo because he always embarked on these journeys with Christopher Robin thinking – he wanted one thing, but learning he he actually needed another, and that's why I love Winnie the Pooh, and I always love Winnie the Pooh. And so here I am embarking on this journey with my mentor Kevin Harrington, thinking I wanted one thing, but then learning something completely the opposite, and and that's actually the answer to your question. That's the that's the answer to the questions you ask me is that. We embark on this journey of life. We marry, quote, our soulmate. We we bring children into this world because we want to, you know, experience the ultimate, you know, awesomeness of of bonding with our soulmate, and we bring this child into the world. And so then we become a mom and a dad. And next thing you know, we're we're trying to provide for that family. And and what I realized is, it, it, again, you have to understand that I got it wrong longer than I got it right. So those people that are out there and they're listening to this and they're wondering, am I wrong or am I right? I believe that every mom and dad knows that they were put on this earth for a greater purpose than work. And what I mean by work is the, the paycheck, the money, the, the whatever resource that we get from the work that we do outside of our family. I think everyone knows, like I sure hope that you, Dr. Nick and Dr. David, know that you're doing great work with the people you're helping, but that's not the work that you were put on this earth to do. Like you were put on this earth to lead your family, to be the husbands, the fathers that, that God put you on this earth to be. And I think we all know that innately, but the the desire to provide sometimes supersedes that inner you know, knowledge that we're supposed to be that person. And all I did was acknowledge that I was put on this earth for something bigger than the dollar. I was put on this earth for something bigger than a paycheck. I was put on this earth for something bigger than a tax return. I was put on this earth for something bigger than a stimulus check. I was put on this earth for something bigger than a PPP loan or a E-I-D-L loan. I was put on this earth for something more than money. And if you can allow yourself for just a second to embrace that, then you open the window of the possibilities of what I'm talking about. Because everything else we do is so that we can do what's most important. And what's most important is to be the husbands and the wives and the fathers and the mothers to the children that we've been entrusted with. That's what's most important. And when we allow ourselves to be vulnerable enough to accept that, then we have to accept that we were meant for more. And if we were meant for more, then we should be more. And the coolest thing of all is that if you're listening to this podcast, you probably are more. You are already doing something more in the world. And I'm just asking you to do that at home. I'm just asking you to do that for your spouse. I'm just asking you to do that for your kids. I'm just asking you for a second to say, what if I'm already qualified to crush it at home instead of being crushed at home? That's it. It's not not the Pythagorean theorem. It's not Einstein's law of relativity. It's just the stark reality of humanity that says we were put on this earth to be something extraordinary for one spouse and for one family. And maybe for just a minute, we can allow ourselves to embrace that. And maybe that minute becomes an hour and that hour becomes a day and that day becomes a week and that week becomes a month and that month becomes a year. And that year becomes a decade and then we're at the end of our life and we look back and say, I'm proud of what I did and I hope my legacy continues for generations to come because that's the life I'm living now and it happened at the end of my driveway six years ago and I'll never go back.
0: Beautifully said, man. And that's the most important thing. I mean, I love it what you speak to, man, because... I think as a society, we've lost sight of these things. And you're just kind of pointing that laser beam, man, like right on, like, and showing everybody, like, this is what matters the most. This is where your mindset needs to be at. And we just have a much better world, man, if people would wake up. We need this awakening, man. So love it, Mark. Awesome, man.
1: Yeah. Incredible. So Here, here's the best part
2: everybody listening already knows what I'm saying. You do. Nick, you do. David, you do. Everybody listening, the thousands of people listening already know what I'm saying is true in their lives. It's just whether or not we're going to embrace it and act on it. We know that we were put on this earth for more. We know that our most valuable business is our family. It's not our work. We know that, that we were put on this earth to be amazing husbands and mothers, fathers, daughters, friends, coworkers. It's just whether or not we're willing to lean into it. I, I'm at the age, I, I turned, I'm going to out myself. On Sunday of this week, I turned 49 years old, which means I, I, I've always told my kids I'm going to be 100 years old. I am way older than, just so you know, everybody listening, I'm way older than Dr. David and Dr. Nick. Not by much, man. I'm
0: 40. Not by much.
2: All right, well, I'm older. <laughs> and so, so the fact is, is that, I tell my kids I'm going to live to be a hundred. That means I'm, I'm not even halfway done with my life. I cannot wait for tomorrow, but do you know how many days I couldn't wait? Like I didn't want tomorrow to come. I was so upside down and now I can't wait for tomorrow. That's what, that's my one candle wish on my birthday for your listeners is that they go to bed tonight and they cannot wait for tomorrow that they cannot wait for tomorrow to come because they have the relationship with their spouse and the relationship with their kids that they can't help but smile and laugh and and live and love and learn and tomorrow just brings a whole new opportunity to do all of that again that's my
1: birthday wish for your audience is right there. Received. I love it. You know, I can't help but think that everything you're saying, we're almost all getting a slight taste of that awareness by being, you know, sheltered in place and being being at home. It's kind of like we're all faced with that lens through which we could choose to look at our life and realize that, well, I can't really do anything else right now. I might as well crush it at home with my kids and my family and your your conversation on the show today is so timely and so important and you know i can't help but think like it's just it it's it's a choice in embracing and so many of us when when this lockdown lifts will we remember that feeling of 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 that choice and and I, I want everyone to read your book basically is, is the, the lead into this next piece is because we need to to work on this. Like it's, it's the, your first step was to have that awareness. Mm-hmm. We all got a gift of that awareness. Maybe we haven't chosen until we're listening to this and go, Oh yeah, I guess maybe that was, that, that was something that, that, that I started to realize But how am I going to kick ass at home uh, during this lockdown? But now you got to do the work. You gotta, you gotta make those meetings happen. So let, can you sort of talk about, where do we go from here? Yeah. So all
2: right. if you want to read my book, you go to get, G-E-T, M-T-M for uh, Mentor to Millions. So getmtm.com. That's how simple it is. So if you want to read the book, go there, getmtm.com. If you'd like to learn more about family, like the kind of just like deep core family message I've been sharing, if you want a a, a, a ebook on family meetings, if you want to ebook on winning at home like you win at work, you can go to my personal webpage page at tim.com. So you got two resources, get MTM, read the book, and I want everybody to read the book. By the way, we, we wrote this book, Kevin and I wrote this book, not so we could sell you anything else in life, but so that you could crush it at home like you're crushing it at work. So our only ask in this book is that you read it, and if you love it, you buy the book for somebody else. And I created marktim.com so that families like mine who were losing at home could start winning at home. So you can go to marktim.com and, lo- and, and get all the resources you need there. But I have to tell you, I'm like you. I've, I've got it right for the last six years, but I have to tell you this pandemic has been a real blessing to my family. I have traveled less over the last three months, 12 weeks, than I have at any point in time since I lived with my parents 35 years ago. Oh, wow. Jeez. That's how long it's been since I have traveled this, this little. And, and, and I have to tell you, I struggled in the beginning, but, man, am I loving life right now. My wife is glad to have me home. My kids that are young adults, four of my six kids are in the area, and so we're doing – sunday church with them we're doing sunday dinner with them we're doing thursday night game night with them we're just we're just creating whatever experience we can create with them so i'm a better father and a better husband because of the pandemic is my business better no no it's not i'm not here to tell you that all things are roses in the life of mark tim it's a challenge Mm -hmm. but my 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 marriage is better and my, my relationship with my kids is better. And so, therefore, I look at the pandemic as an opportunity, you know, not as a challenge. And I don't believe that I will ever have the chance to go back to that normal. So I'm not even, I'm not even embracing that. Everybody talks about the new normal. I don't even know if we're in the new normal yet. But what I know is, is that there's a new world out there, and I'm willing to lean into it because it's given me an opportunity to be happier and healthier. And just so we're clear everybody, I've lost over 20 pounds during the pandemic. My wife has lost (laughs) over 10 pounds during the pandemic. And and the only thing we're doing different is just eating what we should have been eating all along. We are not like exercise feeds. We don't have a personal trainer coming over here every day. We are not like the privileged, we are just normal and we're just eating what i think god intended us to eat and we're losing weight and we're just being good stewards of our physical body and we're being blessed for that so you don't have to have these radical changes in your life but you can embrace this time and say i'm going to be a better human being i've been talking about being a better husband and a better father maybe just be a better human being maybe Maybe embrace the body that you've been given and be a better steward of that. And and that's what we're doing too. So, and because I'm healthier, I'm happier. And guess what? I'm a better husband and father. It's just, it's ridiculous how that works. Like, I just, it's so funny that we think we've got to move somewhere or be someone different. Maybe just try being a better version of yourself and see what that does to the people around you. Because that's all the difference that I've been made over the three months of this pandemic. I'm just a better version of Mark Tim. And because of that, my wife likes me more and my, killed, my children wanna hang out with me more. That's that's a win, mm-hmm. that's good. So go to getmtm.com, read the book, go to marktim.com, get our resources, join me on this ridiculous campaign to be a better human being i'm right there i'm ready for you
0: i'm with you man for sure
1: yeah well i tell you what i mean we always give people a home play uh so you just gave some amazing home play for people to experience get the ebook start applying these rules get the book um what you're sharing is so important and you know i was i was getting emotional as you're describing you know the end of end end of life scenario you know imagining what what are what are you going to ask for? or What are you going to wish that maybe you did more of when you, when it's your time to leave this planet? And you know, what you're asking all of us to put attention on is that which we most wish that we would have spent more time doing. And that's, that's loving. And, Loving on, loving on our family, our, our kids, uh, you know, that's what we're going to remember when, when it comes to our last breath. And, and you bringing awareness to how to start doing that now is, is, is a gift that we all need to receive and choose for ourselves. So um, amazing. Everything you shared has been just hit home so deeply I, in my soul. So thank I, you so much. I have to tell you that
2: uh, somebody asked me one time, what would I put on my epitaph? What would I put on my tombstone? It's been a long time since someone told me that and i'm here to tell you that based on the message i shared today i think i would say that on my tombstone i would like to have my kids chose me because that means i got to parent them until i died and i got to parent their kids and maybe even their grandkids Until the last breath that I took. Because if your kids choose you, then you did it right. And you get to do it right for the rest of your life. I hope everybody listening has that desire for their kids and their spouse to choose you. Because it takes a lot of work and a lot of sacrifice to be that person. But daggone, is it worth it.
0: Amen, brother. Yeah. Beautiful. Tugging at my heartstrings, man. I'm getting choked up just listening to you. This is, brother, you're amazing. Thank you so, so much for the message that you're bringing to this world. Uh, it needs to be heard, and uh, we're going to help you spread it as much as we can, man. I definitely Good. got huge things out of today. I know Dr. Nick did. Um, thank you for your time. You have a beautiful family. Um, I can't thank you enough, man. Dr. Dad. Dr. Dads, keep
2: doing what you're doing. You're changing the world through this message. And uh, I just salute you. And I'm so impressed with what you're doing. And thank you for having me on today. Appreciate
1: you, Mark. Thanks again. Really appreciate you.
0: Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed today's podcast, please be sure to subscribe to the Dr. Dads and share with your family and friends. You can also follow and interact with Dr. Nick and Dr. David on Facebook and Instagram for a daily dose of inspiration and the latest in health and wellness. Be well.